Welcome to the Ultimate Insurance Agency Podcast. Planet of the Agents. Planet of the Agents. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another exhilarating episode of Planet of the Agents, your favorite insurance podcast. I'm your host, Dave Baker. And as always, you can reach me directly at dave at planetoftheagents.com. Once again, you can email me at dave at planetoftheagents.com. I absolutely love getting your emails, so feel free to send me your ideas, your comments, things you'd like to see on the show, or questions that you'd like addressed. I'm always happy to hear what's going on in the world of retail insurance. I know that property and casualty is ever-changing. Life insurance is getting more exciting. There's so many things going on, and we all have a lot to talk about. In fact, I recently received a lengthy email that I'm going to turn into an episode. It will be an upcoming episode, and we'll be discussing one of the key things that I think is important to many of us out there, and that is income. The question at hand had to do with overhead and the cost of running a business and determining how much someone's really making at their agency, uh, most likely as an owner especially because they were discussing the overhead. So that is something I know that a lot of people bring to my attention when we speak, and I receive questions about that in email, so I can share with you some of the things that I have done and hopefully some of the mistakes that I've made and things that I've learned so that you can benefit by not having to go through all of them. Now, in today's episode, I want to discuss something that I like to call the 777 growth method. What is the purpose of this method? Well, the focus of the 777 growth method is simply to help set a goal to achieve three things in a certain time frame. Whether that time frame for you is every day, or whether it's every week, or whether it's something that you do on the weekend. Now, depending on where you're at in your business, it really might be something that you should be doing every day. Now, you can take the weekends off, but let's just say every weekday, all right? Why is that? Because it takes a lot to grow your business, and it also takes a lot to maintain your business. But the key thing right now is there's a lot of transition going on in the world, so depending on what part of the insurance industry you're in, depending on what products you're selling, there are a lot of people telling me that they're struggling to get new customers, and a lot of people tell me they don't cross-sell any business. So this is a really simple way and an easy, straightforward method just to lay out a basic plan and set goals for yourself. Of course, if you are sitting on a nice, beautiful, fat book of business with tons of renewals and you're approaching retirement or you don't really care at this point if you lose a few customers or if you ever get another customer, well, then congratulations you're in a pretty good spot. I have met uh, quite a few people. Now, let's back up for a second. For those of you who are newer in the industry, it's a lot different experience what you're going through than those people who've been in the industry for a long time. I've met quite a few people who will tell me things like, well, I'm sitting on $15 million of renewals, so I don't think I'm going to do anything today. And I get it. That's what they worked for. That's what they built up. Of course, you know, your carriers and your underwriters and everyone is always asking for more production and 
more applications and more more binds and things like that. But you know, depending on where you're at in the business, you might not uh, be in the same place where you're constantly worried about generating more revenue. Or let me rephrase that: adding new clients that could generate more revenue. So that is uh, an interesting thing for those of you who have never experienced or met someone who's at that stage of their business. All right, let's get into it. My goal when I was first thinking of a method like this for working on client communications and growth and things like that was that I have to just give myself a number, you know, a reasonable goal that is achievable and also something that I could do consistently within the amount of time that I have in a day. Now, if you work in insurance, you probably don't have a lot of free time for a variety of reasons. So that's why I personally enjoy setting a a certain target for what I'm going to do in a given day or in a week, as I mentioned. Now, you're probably wondering, what are the three sevens? Well, each seven represents a target number of tasks that I want to complete from three separate categories. Before I tell you what the categories are, you might be thinking, why did you pick seven? Well, there are a few reasons. First, seven is a lucky number. It's a number that's often used to represent luck, and you hear it all the time. Secondly, being in Las Vegas, well, nothing says winner like 777. When you see three sevens come across the slot machine, what do you think? Winner, winner, winner. People often write to me in a message, 777. I think that might be a local thing, but that's just their way of saying, what a win, good job. And third, I think that there's actually enough time in the time frames I'm working in, which are probably, I'll say, every other day for what I'm using this for, to actually complete these tasks in a two to three hour window, depending on the responses that I get. It could actually just take one hour, you know, again, depending on the responses that I get. So what does each of the sevens represent? Well, the first seven are following up with old leads. So each day I try to follow up with seven old leads or leads that have not yet purchased something or were in the pipeline, so to speak, or who were just trying to make a decision and from whom I have not heard anything back recently. I think a lot of people, when you look at your when you look at your email or you look at your, you know, your task manager, whatever you have, you'll see there are tons of incomplete tasks that are simply incomplete because you don't have closure. To me, you know, getting a new lead or a potential client feels like the beginning of a new relationship. And if it's not going to work out, I'd still like to have some closure, you know? So if you were to go through your email right now and it might be in your inbox might be your deleted box or some kind of filing system that you use. How many people can you find that you just stopped communicating with? Maybe they were thinking about buying insurance. They had some questions. They wanted to talk to you about something else. And it just, it just dropped off. Probably more than seven. In fact, I would bet you could find hundreds if you go back far enough. So for me, I like to try to reach out and follow up with three 
old leads or potentially inactive leads, if you'd like to say that, or things that have not been attended to in the last, say, 90 days each day. So that means that you're going to either email them, call them, or if you have a texting relationship, perhaps pursue that. Just something to see if they're still interested or if they've already purchased coverage somewhere else or if they actually no longer need it. A common thing I was hearing in the last, say, six months was that people were considering starting a business or they did something that caused a change where right now they decided they're not going to be involved in a certain business so they don't actually need insurance. In personal lines, it's a little different because there are some things for which you constantly need insurance. For example, car insurance. You need car insurance whether you drive your car or not. If you have a business, but your business goes dormant and you don't have a landlord or something requiring insurance, you might not buy insurance for a given period of time. And a simple example could be a, a food cart that was operating and now is no longer operating and they took some time off from their insurance and perhaps they want to start it up again. But that's why you want to reach out. You want to reconnect with them, see where they are in the business cycle, or see where they are in the motorcycle shopping cycle. Maybe they reached out to you two months ago. They said they were thinking about buying a motorcycle, for example. You never heard back. But then again, did you follow up? Maybe you did, maybe you didn't. And now you want to know, well, did they ever get that motorcycle? Are they thinking of going this weekend to get one? I mean, if I call them or reach out to them today and today is, for example, Thursday, and they go to buy a motorcycle this weekend, they'll have me in their head, right? That's a, that's a logical way to think. Working on my side of the business, it's a little different because I tend to be following up with agents, and hopefully they are following up with their clients or potential clients. So that's the first seven. Seven follow-ups with an old lead. And I don't see why most people couldn't actually do that every day, five days a week. Take off the weekends. Or if you're gung-ho, don't take off the weekends. Because think about this. There are a lot of insurance people that are not working on the weekends. Do you know who works on the weekends and at night? Did you guess? It's called the internet. It's always working. So if you are working on the weekend, it might just be you and some online companies. So it gives you a little bit of an advantage. Let's move on to the second seven in the list. That is reaching out to a current client for a cross sale. In personal lines, you probably constantly hear from your carrier reps and other people that you need to be cross selling. Why do you have monoline policies? Why did they only buy an auto policy from you? Don't they have a homeowner's policy or a renter's policy with which you can assist them? Why do you only have one line of business? Does this sound familiar? I used to hear this all the time when people would come visit me. Again, I'll say this, depending on what type of insurance you sell, even in personal lines, sometimes there is not a great opportunity for cross-selling. But I find that there actually is a good opportunity most of the time. I do know that if you sell non-standard auto, that's a little bit different because you might be in a situation where someone is coming to you only for one policy and they're going to stay with their preferred carriers for something else. But maybe you could still sell them something even if it's not with the same carrier. It helps you round out the account and 
depending on the situation, you know, there are some carriers, if you do package the business, they have some special features. Maybe uh, you have unified billing where they only have to pay one bill or something like that. Sometimes there's something called a single loss deductible. If you're not familiar with that and you work with a preferred carrier that offers home and auto together, you should learn about that. See if it's available. On the commercial side, well, wow, there are so many lines of coverage that a business needs. So let me give you my little caveat again. If you work with a micro, micro business that has one person and it's a very simple business with no employees and no physical products and no inventory, sure, maybe they only want to buy general liability. But I think that when you speak to people, you'll find out that there's a lot of cross-selling opportunity out there. You know, you've got your general liability, you've got your professional liability, you've got property coverage, inland marine, crime coverage, commercial auto. I think commercial auto is really interesting because there are a lot of people who might not realize that they should be buying commercial auto. And when you bring it up to them and explain it to them, it might help them better understand. Now, this is actually one of the easier things to do of the uh, three, seven pillars that I'm using, because the person that you're contacting is already a customer. It's not like they're shocked when you contact them, right? When you follow up with an old lead, they might've forgotten about you. Or when you reach out to someone with whom you haven't spoken for 90 days, sure, they might not remember you. But when you contact someone and say, hey, it's me from your insurance agency. Just wanted to reach out and see what you need, show you that I care, let you know about some of the amazing things that we can help you with. There's just so much more that we offer than the one product that you buy. Well, I don't think the person is surprised and you already have a relationship with them. So you're just trying to strengthen the relationship. And I think that's great. So that's gonna be the easiest one of the three things I've talked about. And here's what's great about it. It's like a built-in lead. It's a customer and another opportunity for you. So you're not finding a new lead. You're not paying for a lead. You're not buying any sort of lead or having to constantly meet someone new, but you're still increasing your revenue by potentially selling another product and hopefully strengthening your relationship with the client. And more importantly, providing them with great service and coverage that they actually need. That's the best feeling, isn't it? Now let's look at the third pillar of the 3-7 growth strategy. That would be establishing a new contact. Now this is the tough one. I realize that not everyone wants to get out there and meet someone new all the time. And with everything going on, clearly generating new insurance leads by meeting new contacts is different. You're not going to networking groups. You're not attending meetings in person. Things are done over video chat and different types of web conferences. But that doesn't mean that there's not still an incredible amount of opportunity out there. Interestingly, some of the agents that tell me that their primary method of marketing is cold calling have indicated to me that they're actually doing pretty well because people are at home more and more and more and more. That makes sense. Now, does establishing a new contact or meeting a new potential lead mean that you have to cold call seven people a day? No, of course not. There are many ways you can meet people. There's social media, 
There are obviously business-focused social media websites like LinkedIn. You do have online networking groups, which there are quite a few of. I get invited to a bunch of different Zoom calls and video chats and let's have dinner together online things. And that's an opportunity to meet people as well. If you're focused on niche industries, you can, of course, reach out to other people in the niches as well. These are all interesting ways to meet new people. And establishing a new contact doesn't just mean that you are establishing a contact to sell insurance to. Maybe it's someone who can just help you by driving business to your to your company or someone who has many of their own contacts. Maybe you'll meet someone new somehow and you'll form a relationship with them that will result in them leading business to you and in turn perhaps you are able to refer them business. So there they are, the three sevens, the 777 growth method. Let's go over it one more time. The first task is to contact seven old leads and follow up with them. You want to check on their status, see if they're still interested, see if you could set another follow-up date, is there still an opportunity there for you, or how can you help them in the future? You might find closure and realize that that person will not be someone you'll be helping, but that's okay. You can move on. The reason I do this next one second is because it's reaffirming. I reach out for a cross-sell. So what you can do, again, is you want to reach out to your current clients and see if there's an opportunity to help them with another policy or another line of coverage, or maybe they'll give you a referral, which would just be wonderful. Because I find that one to be the easiest of the three things, it kind of gives me the emotion of having a little bit of a win when I reach someone. In some cases, it's actually just nice to talk to someone that you haven't spoken with in a while or emailed and exchange a few nice notes. And it's good. It's reaffirming. It makes me, uh, it gives me something positive to feel throughout the day. Because next, you have to jump into the hard one, the third seven, okay? Establish a new contact. As I just mentioned, there are a few different ways you can do that. There are probably many more ways than I have mentioned, of course. And so you'll have to do what's right for you and find the type of contact you want to meet, whether it's you're going after a, a new client or someone uh, with whom you could form a strategic partnership or perhaps something else that really helps your business. So if you're trying to figure out a good way to write this down, you might be thinking of making a spreadsheet, which makes sense, of course, or some kind of simple goal sheet. But I have made a spreadsheet already, which I am happy to share with everyone. It's a simple spreadsheet, but it lets you check a few boxes off, and it's already sorted for you into the three categories. If you'd like to download a free copy of it, I do provide the link in the newsletter. So all you need to go is go to planetoftheagents.com and sign up for the free newsletter. Once again, you'll just go to planetoftheagents.com, and there you sign up for the newsletter, and you will receive an email uh, within a few days with the uh, the spreadsheet that you can use. Of course, I do have some other downloads in there that I uh, provide links to, which I think are interesting, as well as a link to access an agency resource center that contains just a variety of things uh, to help insurance agents with their business. Well, all right, everybody. I appreciate you taking the time to listen to this strategy that I have. 
I look forward to seeing more of you join the newsletter so that we can continue to build the Planet of the Agents community of insurance agents. Everyone's welcome, independent agents, captive agents, whatever type of agent you are. If you love insurance and you're still working on growing your business and making it better each day, then join the newsletter today. Once again, one last time at planetoftheagents.com. Don't forget to do me a great favor and give me a rating on iTunes or the platform that you're on and to click that subscribe button because it certainly does, well, it helps. Who knows where the podcast is going, what the next level is for all of us, but I do appreciate any support that you provide by subscribing and uh, placing uh, some ratings and some comments down there. All right, everybody, take care and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Planet of the Agents. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. And head over to our website at planetoftheagents.com to sign up for our newsletter and get even more information on how to grow your insurance agency.